Welcome to the Career Rockstars podcast. I'm Dr. Alicia Ali, Europe's premier career coach and mentor, and my mission is to support you in taking back control of your career. My guest and I will share strategies, systems, and stories inspiring you to dream big, conquer career challenges, and achieve your career goals. We'll enable you to be more, lead more, and to live more, to become a career rock star. Hello, I'm your host, Dr. Alicia Ali. Welcome to this episode of the Career Rockstars podcast. My guest today is none other than Laurent Zekino, founder of Be Better Together. Laurent specializes in transforming individuals and organizations through a systemic and personalized approach inspired by best-in-class practices in business, military, sports, and politics. Laurent holds a PhD in veterinary sciences and a master's in biochemistry, both from the University of Liège in Belgium. He has more than 20 years experience in multiple environments and has held several different posts from lab manager to project manager in a Fortune 500 company. And he's gonna, of course, tell us what he's doing today. Laurent's top values includes trust, co-elevation and conviviality. It seems to me that Laurent's career path was not a linear one. So all listeners, professionals in science and business, join me in welcoming Laurent Zekino to the Career Rockstars podcast. Welcome, Laurent. Hi, Alicia. Hi, everyone. So thank you for, for the invitation. I'm very happy to be here with you for this, uh, for this podcast. Thank you. We're happy to have you on, bo- on board. Tell us a bit, Laurent, about what you're up to currently. <laughs> yeah, actually, you, you summarize quite well my, my till now. So I would um, just say that now I'm you know, helping individuals and organizations to become better by improving the connections between people. So I'm, um, I'm a consultant, I'm a coach, I'm also a trainer. And, and I'm combining all these activities to provide the right solution to the right uh, person or organization. Okay, that sounds quite interesting. What, what kind of um, companies do you target or teams? Is there a specialist area or it depends? It doesn't matter. Uh, I would say that overall it doesn't matter. Now I'm still targeting a bit uh, small or medium-sized organization. Uh, mm-hmm. But all of my tools and uh, my methodology are also applicable to, to bigger companies. And mm-hmm. also, um, to be in line with the Better Together, I'm also developing some collaboration with other coach or consultant so that we can um, work as a team when the project is bigger. So we, you know, we train together, mm-hmm. we do the same trainings as well. So, so yeah, we are targeting both. Uh, yeah, that's so important today, that collaboration, because especially if we're going to companies, right? 
uh, as a coach, as, as an entrepreneur, it will take a lot of capital and investment if you were to do it alone. And um, most people starting out don't have that um, capital to be able to hire people. So I think collaboration and partnerships are really the way to go, especially in our types of um, entrepreneurial field that we are in. Great, thanks for sharing that. And um, I'm interested, you know, in your PhD path <laughs> because I also um, have a PhD in chemistry. And I, I wanted to know that if you can share with the audience um, a bit about that career path. Uh, was it intentional doing your PhD? Did you have the passion or was it more as we say in French, uh, what happened? How did you get to there? Yeah, so actually it's, uh, it might be an interesting story. So when I um, ended my master in biochemistry, you know, I had some opportunities to do some PhDs, but none of the subjects of the thesis really uh, appealed to me at the time. So I first um, started to, to work as a researcher and especially for on um, applied science because you know I, I want I want results, etc. So to me it was important. But then as time flies, I was a bit, you know, wondering ah, maybe I should have done a PhD, etc. And so at um, a certain moment of time, I was working at um, small biotech at the time. And then I was fired, actually. Um, and one week later, I started a PhD um, in an university where there the, the subject was really appealing to me because it helped me connecting several disciplines and as well using a lot of technology. So to me, it was the, the kind of um, perfect PhD I was uh, waiting for. Um, so to me, it's also an example that sometimes Procrastination can be good, actually, <laughs> to you know to find mm -hmm. the right uh, the right project uh, for you. And then I went over my my PhD in four to five years, actually. The the funny thing is that the 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 rules you know had changed over time, so I had to do an additional master to get the the, the PhD. So I did it in the in the meantime. So I have also a master in veterinary sciences, actually. And then ah, so uh, so you have two masters and a PhD. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so so what message uh, do you have? Um, we'll probably get into it a bit later. But what message do you have for um, you know aspiring PhD students? You spoke about you know making sure it's the right fit. Uh, what else could you share? with them you know now what what i can say is time evolve also you know we are not in the same environment as i was um, 15 years ago mm -hmm. and it's a good question actually uh, to ask now if the phd is not a bit overrated actually and and because you know we are now in the where the industry of self education is really increasing we have more and more opportunities to learn online. And sometimes doing a university courses or even a PhD might still not be, you know, the best, um, the best opportunity in terms of e efficiency, I would say. 
So yeah. that's, that's really a, a good question. Now I would say that, you know, the PhD sh should help you uh, reach a, a upper level. And so you need to carefully uh, choose your, your subject, but also, you know, the, the lab or the team in which you, you, will, uh, you will evolve. To me, that's the more, most important part because if you are, you know, starting a project for four or five years, and the environment is not uh, fulfilling, that's, that's not the right fit, I would say. Yeah, so I, I think um, there are many factors there. And, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of debate on higher education, especially um, beyond the undergraduate. Um, indeed, it's something that, um, you know, the debate is strong. But uh, nonetheless, I think um, people who choose to invest it's also an investment in professional development um, to be able to know where they're heading. So in terms of their career path, how is this PhD going to help me with my vision for my career, for my life? And in hindsight, I didn't have that. And that's why I really like talking about these things to build that awareness uh, which, you know, aspiring people who might be so passionate about whether it's science or any type of research as they go forward. So thanks for sharing that, Laurent. Then, then the interesting part, <laughs> I don't think I've had someone who described themselves as having two lives. Um, so you shared with me before the podcast that, you know, you have had two lives until 2017. Tell us, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, right. So actually, when I was 18, I hesitated between two career paths, you know, one in science, which I, I, I finally did, and one in, in sports or coaching. Even at the time, coaching was not, you know, really the, the trend. And so to make a long story short, I, I, uh, I choose uh, science. So I started with biology and then uh, my master was in biochemistry etc and i and i um, did 20 years you know of um, in in research and development in several environments so university small mm -hmm. biotech big pharma you know hospital etc and and i was in the the big pharma also i evolved from a lab manager to managing managing strategic partnerships because I love making this, this connection between, between organization and between teams, etc. So it was really, really exciting. And my other life, I would say, was still you know, dedicated to, to sport, to karate, and afterwards to personal development. And in 2017, I did not feel that good. You know, I, I felt that my, my health was you know, going a bit down. Uh, I did not get the result I wanted in my training. I started to have joint pains, to feel tired, you know, a bit, a bit of uh, mental frog, etc. And, and on the other side, I wanted to, to start um, uh, an entrepreneurship activity, I would say. And so I decided to, to start as a complementary, um, complementary uh, mm -hmm. activity first by combining all of these. So, so at the time I was working in Big Pharma and I developed this uh, coaching activity in sport and nutrition, which helped me also to improve my uh, lifestyle, I would say. Yeah, 
That's a thanks for sharing that because it's a very important uh, point because sometimes we find ourselves being pulled in in two directions or sometimes even more than two directions. Um, so yeah, indeed, it takes a lot to be able to um, draw the line in the sand, so to speak, and say, okay, I'm going forward with this. There are advantages and disadvantages of each, but this is my decision and I move on. So that's very uh, powerful uh, indeed. Um, and I also have a lot of clients, you know, who come to me with this strong desire to transition to a new career. They're sick of their jobs, nothing, sometimes nothing to do with the boss or the company, they're just sick of themselves where they are. <laughs> and they want to have a new career or a new direction. And sometimes entrepreneurship comes up as an option. So what I would like you to share if I may, is how do you compare being a, a full-time entrepreneur versus a full-time employee? I know you had the transition with the, in Belgium, there's this opportunity for complementary work. So there's a transition period. But now that you are full-time entrepreneur, how do you forget, how do you compare those two? Yeah, but I would say that there are, you know, advantages and disadvantages in, in, in both. Uh, and I would say that ideally I should have combined both actually because then I would have the certainty of the of the salary etc on, on one side and the, the freedom to operate on, on the other side. But I would say that indeed when you are you know entrepreneur that you have the, the freedom to operate you can select people with whom you will interact or work. Uh, which is not the case when you are an employee sometimes you have to deal with uh, you know colleague or manager that I know that uh, that, um, that that um, that nice let's say <laughs> but otherwise when you are you know working as a freelancer you need also to have self-discipline to learn what you what you don't know because for example I I didn't have a clue in accounting and you know I had to uh, to learn about uh, on, on this one and you need also to yeah yeah to to take all in consideration because the, the result, um, you, you have to take ownership of your result, which is not really the same in a, in a big company where it's a you know, mm. team, team spirit. Um, yeah, but, uh, but on the other side, it's really also inspiring when you are um, able to interact with uh, uh, like-minded people that I have, you know, the, the willingness to, to create, to develop projects, etc. That's more, you know, creative. I'm more creative now that I was as an employee because, you know, sometimes you are kind of in a box and you, you cannot do what you, what you want. Mm -hmm. And your, your mindset is a bit biased, I would say. When you are an entrepreneur, you know, the, the sky is the limit, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And, and that's actually a kind of um, disadvantage because the sky being the limit, we realize our potential as an entrepreneur. And there's this uh, strong temptation again to, to go too wide, uh, whether we go narrow and shallow or wide and deep. It's uh, so many different things we can do. So um, I appreciate you sharing that because then people who are getting into entrepreneurship, 
to work with someone who can support them to really frame uh, what what they're heading into and um, you know begin being a consultant is also great uh, being a coach is great but know what you're getting into and speak to other coaches and or get yourself a coach who can help you in that transition so thanks for sharing that um changing gears a bit uh i really admire how you um quickly bounce back from a recent job loss and i think our listeners would really appreciate hearing your story so tell us a bit about um that experience and what strategies you might have used to be able to um, get over that uh, change so quickly. So all the, so actually I was fired three times in my, in my career over time uh, for different reasons. And I, and I believe money was uh, always a big part of that from the, the company perspective. And indeed, over time, I, you know, I, I became better in, uh, in dealing with the, the situation. And for sure, what I learned from Tony Robbins, because I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Tony. I did uh, Unleash the Power Within in 2019 in London when we were you know, still able to, to travel. And afterwards, I, um, I follow his uh, life training, um, life coach training. I guess so, so that I, I, uh, mm -hmm. I know what he's doing. And then he, I would say that there are two more um, very important points. One is that you choose on what to focus. Do you focus on the problem or do you focus on the solution? Okay, do you focus on the past or do you focus on your future? Because uh, where focus go, energy flows. And, and that's, you know, that, that, that's true. And the second one would be, what meaning do you attach to the events? You know, is it, um, do you see it as a failure or do you see it as an opportunity to do something, uh, something better? And as I told you, my first experience of being fired led me to my PhD. So I would say that it was, you know, the meeting was, uh, was, was successful. And my, my second one, when I was uh, working in a big pharma, Actually, the situation was a bit different. So I was in a um, difficult situation with my N plus one for more or less one year. So that, you know, the pain was a bit, uh, a bit mm -hmm. stronger. And finally, I, I, I got fired. And then it's, I would say that today, this gave me two driving forces. One is the, the pain. I would say that I do not want to leave the same situation and I want to be an actor of change to support other uh, companies not to reproduce the same pattern and otherwise I have the the driving force of of pleasure you know that is okay I, I want to uh, to help other to you know um, go to go uh, to work and being fulfilling being happy etc so so to me that's the advantage that I got from from this experience but uh, for sure, at some point, you need really to focus your, your perspective on, on building the better. Um, mm -hmm. and another lesson learned that I would say is that I should have started earlier to invest in myself. 
you know, to learn to follow courses, etc. Because when I started, it really changed my life. But if I would have started, you know, five years, five years, ten or fifteen years earlier, then uh, you know the result would be uh, bigger. Because when I look now, you know, uh, backwards, I say, wow, what what did I accomplish in uh, in, in three to four years? You know, it's it's quite. Um, amazing from from my perspective I would say. indeed indeed and that's the idea of this um, podcast and the career rockstars group it's really to help people to um, think about things in a more proactive manner with respect to their not only careers but also their lifestyle and their personal spiritual growth their heart set mindset soul set as we say um, to really get that overall blend of of growth and and then you will do better naturally in your career you will do better in your relationships in your health in your wealth and the whole works as tony put it right <laughs> so um yeah so that that's quite interesting we've touched uh, several points um and for our listeners again with respect to career management and growth um how would you it's not over, of course, your career, but how would you describe your career path? I mean, how did it feel to you on reflection now? How would you describe it? Mm-hmm. I would say that, that uh, you know, when I started this, this entrepreneurship, at some time I was wondering also what value could I add to others? Because at some point, you know, that, that's the, the, the key question. Mm-hmm. And then I started to look backwards and to connect the dots, you know. And so what I'm proposing now is a a mix of all of my past experience in a way that makes sense to me and that that seems coherent. So I would say that, you know, when you are experiencing some some events, you, you don't always understand why or, you know, the meaning of that. But sometimes you know, all the dots are connecting by their sense and, and make sense. So to me, that's what I, I, uh, I, I would um, mm-hmm. give a learn is that, uh, okay, sometimes maybe I, I have some uh, bad experience or less fulfilling experience, let's say, but they are, today they are drivers for me to move forward, to help others, to share, you know, and, and to me, that's great that you have uh, launched this podcast to support other people that are experiencing also challenges in, in transition. Because uh, one, one um, of the main points I learned as well is that what you are uh, surrounded by, um, you know, um, kind people and experienced people, you can really, you know, move forward together and that the, the energy is really, is really there. And I would say that that may be a message for, for the listeners that, if you don't feel happy where you are, don't don't hesitate to ask support from a, from a coach or from friends, to, because they will expand your perspective and help you moving forward uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Indeed, thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, there are so many ways we can. You know, there's always this saying: you can take charge of your career. Uh, you can be the captain of your ship or you can let the winds push it in whichever direction. Um, and it's not to be rigidly steering your ship, 
there is room for flexibility, but that awareness is so important as to what's happening with you and your career and and your lifestyle. Okay, so thank you, um, Laurent, for sharing that um, your story so openly uh, to help our listeners as they might be having challenges with their uh, careers or maybe they're just enjoying their careers and this story would help them to help others. Um, you shared some resources earlier in terms of um, Tony Robbins and, and so on. Uh, what are the resources um, you could recommend to our listeners in terms of their personal and professional development? Just a, a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, in terms of pure personal development, Tony Robbins to me is the is the best, as long as you you speak English, I would say. <laughs> uh, and, and now there are also you know events online, which are also. Um, uh, less expensive, so so that's the point. Now, if I'm now thinking a bit about organization, because that's that's what I'm I'm focusing now, mm -hmm. uh, I would recommend maybe three books. One is um, Good to Great from Jim Collins. Um, uh, with his team, he compared, um, he analyzed, I would say, some uh, U.S. companies to discriminate the one that he considers as excellent when compared to the others. So he defines several criteria, I will not go into details here, mm -hmm. but that's good to have this, you know, modelization model of, of uh, what makes the difference between uh, good and bad companies because the, the information is available. And so that it's a recipe to follow. Mm -hmm. So that, that's one book. The other one I love was a team of teams from uh, General Stanley McChrystal. So actually he shared his story when being in charge of the task force in Iraq, you know, fighting uh, against. Mm -hmm. And then it's good because he's, he's starting from um, a VUCA environment, which is what we have today. So an environment which is volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. And he, he, he tells us the story of how he, deal, he dealt with, with this and, you know, improve something. And when telling the story, he also makes some um, um, comparisons with the business world, etc. So all together, this book is, is really a, a great one. And mm -hmm. maybe a one because I, I love now um, looking for inspiration in several area, as you mentioned, military, business, uh, mm -hmm. sport, and, and, and politics as well. Another one is um, a book of the, the secrets of the All Blacks, you know, the famous rugby team. And, and because that's also really uh, interesting in terms of leadership and of um, culture, uh, how they, you know, they, 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 they have this the willingness to be better also, you know, both as an individual, but also as a team. Um, you know, when, when reading this, um, these resources, you, you learn a lot. And for a, a small cost, I would say. Yeah, that, that's really strong recommendations. I, I would probably look into them because, you know, we tend to focus business like only business, but we can learn so much about leadership and also business tactics and strategies from the military, as you say, or from the sports arena. 
um, and how they approach. Uh, it's also a business, as we know. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are powerful recommendations. Uh, we'll certainly put them in the link to the podcast. And um, yeah, you seem to also like uh, Robert Diltz, um, but we probably would skip that. But uh, I'm also a fan, especially his book on beliefs. Um, so thank you, Laurent, for sharing your strategies, your systems and stories and, and how you have uh, managed uh, your career to date. Um, and you've held, you've been through a lot, three times losing your job, uh, two masters, PhD, <laughs> so many things, and now entrepreneur here in Belgium. Um, so tell us how can uh, your our listeners and maybe especially your target audience for your business can get in touch with you. Yeah, so the easiest way is uh, to go to my website, bettertogether.business. Uh, so it's uh, it is the way then you have the link with my Facebook group, Instagram, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm also on LinkedIn, so that's... Uh, okay, so be better together dot business. That's yeah. Laurent's website. You can find all the further information there. Don't hesitate to reach out. And of course, I would put everything on the links. So I have um, one last question for you, uh, Laurent. You know, this podcast is called the Career Rockstars podcast. <laughs> so my question to you is, what makes you a career rockstar? Mm. It's a you know good question and and when you are a little bit humble it's difficult to to answer it but uh, I would say that maybe the what makes a, a career rockstar would be the adaptability so be able to deal with the the environmental changes and then to uh, still have fun and enjoy what what happens because. Uh, you know, I, as I told you, when I had this experience in a, in a, in a multinational company, when I was, you know, um, enduring difficult times, afterwards I took the opposite, and I say, okay, now I want to to meet world class people, um, and then I went doing training with Wim Hof, 26 uh, um, world record in Guinness Book called the Iceman. Uh, I met Chuck Norris. I met uh, Robert Dills, you know, for um, um, collective intelligence training. I did uh, a course on uh, personal fitness with James Fitzgerald, who won the first CrossFit Games. You know, and, and it's opened a lot of uh, environments that I was not um, that that, would, that that I did not believe it was possible. You know. And so I started doing things that, that, yeah, it was not really, really fixed. And my message, I mean, to conclude for the, the teenagers, because I'm also a father of two uh, daughters, is that uh, don't be, you know, um, closed in, in one box. Keep your, your mind open. If you are interested by two careers, it's, it's possible to combine both in a certain way. Uh, so that you will have the flexibility. So don't limit yourself by, you know, making decisions. Making decisions is actually one of our superpower. And that's something that we can do as long as we have the right information and the right support. And that we, if we are in the right state physiology to make the right decision at the right time. But uh, it, 
can really be life-changing. Okay, so I think you'll continue to be a career rock star on the big stage uh, with those two big tips about adaptability and decision-making. Uh, those are powerful messages, and I'm sure not only for the teenagers, but for everyone listening. So my dear listeners here in Europe, Asia, all over the world, no doubt Laurent has inspired us to proactively invest in our personal and professional development. He's also provided several resources to help our listeners better manage their career setbacks and lives. And I must thank him again. Thank you, Laurent, for opening the sharing your inspirational story, which shows that we are not alone and that it is possible to turn around, to amplify and to revamp our careers. This is your host, Dr. Alicia Ali, Europe's premier career coach and mentor. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe. Join us next time on the Career Rockstars podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Laurent. We'll enable you to be more, lead more, and to live more, to become a career rock star.